this episode, we are discussing the background of past lives. So we're going to get into some really cool facts, um, some interesting theories, some ideas for you to explore, as well as talk about a few really influential people in the field of researching past lives and finding out cool information. So I'm excited for you to hear this episode. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide with Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst. Let's get started. Hey, Jamie, do you want to talk about past lives today? Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. All right. So on this episode, we're talking about past lives and we want to give you sort of the foundations, like history, facts, like the basic information about past lives. Um, and since this is our, our very first episode, so exciting, um, we wanted to just give you a little quick explanation of who this podcast is actually for. So, Jamie, will you tell them? Yeah, absolutely. So this podcast is for everyone. Um, it is called the Intuitive Girls Guide, but the intuitive girls that are mentioned in the title are us, as myself and Heather. That sounds a little exclusive, but we're just referencing ourselves. This podcast is not just meant for intuitive girls. It's meant for anyone that's intuitive, no matter what your gender identity is, no matter where you fall. Um, in the binary or the non-binary, you are welcome here. Um, and even if you don't even identify as intuitive, we still want you here because this stuff really applies to everybody. It might feel new and uncharted. Um, so however you identify anywhere, you're welcome here. Yes, please come and please listen. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about, let's talk about past lives. So. Basically, past lives are the belief in reincarnation, right? I think when we say past lives, we're referring to lives that we've lived, like times we've incarnated before and experienced, um, you know, different things in different times. So I totally believe in past lives. I've done different things where I've tapped into my past lives before. I, I love it. Like, Jamie, what are your thoughts on past lives? I absolutely believe in past lives. Um, I have not yet been able to tap into my own past lives, but I have done sessions with people that have um, helped me with that and helped me um, see past lives that I've lived. And I'm 100% on board with, with past lives. Awesome. So reincarnation then, I think when I was doing my research on past lives, we kind of have to start there with like that concept and that idea. So Reincarnation in Latin, it translates to entering the flesh again. Um, I know, right? I love that. I love that so much. I feel like the flesh part like really sticks out to me. Like it isn't just, it isn't just like showing up as yourself again. It's, it's really showing up in a completely different form. And it really like speaks to that idea for me of, of the fact that like you're not a body, like you're a soul in a body right? Exactly. The other little fun fact I wanted to give you, because I, I just like this term, is um, reincarnation, the Hebrew word for it is Gilgal, and it means rolling. Isn't that kind of cool? Oh, that is cool. Like rolling from one life to the next. Yes. So yeah. I love that. Okay. So when I was trying to find the origin of reincarnation, like where did this idea start? 
it was almost impossible to find. <laughs> right. The best guess is that it started in India with the second runner up or the first runner up being possibly somewhere in Asia. The reason why it's so hard to track the origin is because the idea of reincarnation was basically just widely accepted by everybody. Right. The, the idea that reincarnation isn't a thing is a much newer belief than the idea that, you know, past lives have been lived. Like that was kind of what everybody believed before. Right. Um, and really this idea of there being a cyclical element to life, um, and not just in humans either, in animals, in um, plants, like even the, I found references to past lives of vegetables, believe it or not. Right. <laughs> um, that life was this much more cyclical um, experience than just like one time you live and then you die and that's it. Right. And I know that in a lot of the stuff that we've studied, Jamie, with like the divine feminine and like pagan beliefs and all that stuff, that's a real, that's kind of central to that whole way of thinking, right? Right. I mean, everything is cyclical seasons, the menstrual cycle, everything about life is cyclical. So it only makes sense. It just, it feels like at the dawning of modern patriarchal religion that it stopped for some reason because you had there had to be an incentive for towing the line you know percent 100 percent. so i found um the belief in reincarnation in things like hinduism buddhism believes in it they refer to it as rebirth but yeah. the same idea right um jainism sikhism pagan like we mentioned before um and then where it's not is Christianity. And then I looked into Judaism as well. And so there are some sects of Judaism that they do believe in it. Um, but for the most part, not so much. Um, so those I would say are the two quote unquote modern religions. So I think the idea of, you know, one, this is one life and kind of referencing what you said before you earn your place in heaven. Right. The, I, the whole concept and idea of heaven doesn't really work if you use reincarnation, right? Right. Yeah, that the, the guilt and the pressure and the fear of getting into heaven or to hell doesn't hold if you're coming back to do some more work, if you're coming back as someone else. So it, it, that, it doesn't work. It does not work. So interestingly enough, though, when there's, there's been, there's a bunch of different polls. So I just kind of combined what I found into one, about half of um, the people polled, and this is a, a American poll. So mm -hmm. take that with a grain of salt. About half said they believed in reincarnation, which I think is kind of a high number for the percentage of people who probably are consider themselves Christian or, or Jewish. So I think that's an interesting thing too. Well, I, I agree with you. I think that's very interesting. But I also think that there's some sort of, um, I, you hear many people talking about, like, she's an old soul, or she's, you know, she, you know, something about, I think that past lives are easy to accept when you're looking in the past, you're looking behind you. It's when you start to look forward, and you, you are questioning the ideas of heaven or hell or the afterlife. 
that it gets harder to get on board with past lives. Um, so it's sort of that like, maybe part of it is that American way of view viewing things like sort of twisting things a little bit, like it's okay to believe that I'm an old soul and I've lived other lives, but going forward, I'm applying this other theory, right? Absolutely. It, because when it's sort of like the surface level of it, right? easy to to like fit into your life right like oh yeah I sort of believe in that concept but the like real kind of nitty-gritty of it and and like you said applying it to like oh is this life going to affect the next life like that becomes something that I think a lot of people just kind of opt out of right because you have to do some real fundamental um analysis and potentially some real changing of how you view life in its entirety like the whole way life works if you if you have to dig deep and reassess some of that stuff it's easy to just be like Meh, i'll think about it later <laughs> right like i think i'll go distract myself with social media instead right. of diving into the universe's greatest mysteries totally get it yes 100 percent. but even even to to that point further the in the 1950s is when we kind of see past life regression therapy become something. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I was kind of surprised it was as late as the 50s. I, I, I guess I think of the 50s as much more of a like conservative time. Right. Um, if you asked me to guess, I probably would have said 70s. But um, the 50s is where you see this kind of like um, movement almost start of people really diving into this more so i think that's where we start calling it past lives instead of reincarnation is because of this particular um therapy that becomes pretty popular um and past life regression therapy is a form of hypnotherapy where they take you back through time to previous incarnations of yourself um, by a, like accessing your subconscious and triggering that kind of stuff. Right. So that's what that is. So, um, so yeah, the 1950s sort of saw the rise in that. And I think that's where the term, you know, when we refer to past lives, instead of saying reincarnation, I think that's where that kind of originates. Don't you think that some people would say that they believed in past lives, but they didn't believe in reincarnation? I totally do. I, I, I totally think that people have a, a bit of a disconnect. Like right. I think of it, uh, when I think of reincarnation, I think of that as the concept of living more than one life, right? right. Like you live right. a life and then there's something in between and then you come and you live another life. Right. Past life, when I think of that, I think of that as like one particular incarnation, like the, t the time you were here before, like right. a, a specific part of that. Right. Don't think that's how a lot of people see it, though. Like, what do you think? I agree. I think that reincarnation feels like an entire system or an entire process that's harder to um, to get on board with when you're breaking free of this uh, of a of a Christian or modern religious mindset. I think it's harder to do that. It does not fit into a patriarchal mindset at all. No, it does not work. It just doesn't. So. Uh, all the more reason to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, some major philosophers were digging this concept, though. Um, reincarnation, not so much past lives, but mm -hmm. people like Socrates and Plato 
were they wrote about it they studied it and it was it's clear when you research that that they believed in it and even good old ben franklin references it and talks about it really weird right yeah (laughs) (laughs) good old ben believed in reincarnation um one of the things that when you when you talk about past lives or when you talk about reincarnation that i hear a lot of people say is why can't we remember our past lives if this is true if we reincarnate all the time why don't we remember all of those times um and so i mean i have an answer to that but what do you what do you think the reason might be well i mean just off the top of my head i think that we're here to live this life i think that what happened in our past lives can be helpful to that i think that there are lessons that we're all learning throughout our lives our collective lives. Um, but I think if we knew everything, if we had this this memory of every lifetime, um, I think we'd lose focus of what we were doing here and now in this lifetime. A hundred percent. I completely agree with you. And I also think that having all of the memories of past lives and arriving as like a little baby, like that's a lot of trauma to take on the ride with you. (laughs) The human brain can only manage so much. (laughs) Right. That would just be a lot, a lot to sort of filter through to, to do what you just said, to like live this life. Right. So they have a term for why you can't remember them. And I love it. It's divine mercy is what they said. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's actually perfect. (laughs) I think, and I think that is a really great way to explain it sort of like if you if you were born and you had these real active memories of your past lives that would that would be rough like to remember your death to remember people who wronged you um so yeah and you know when we do the episode where we tell you some stories about past lives we both we both have studied a couple of different people to tell you about um I think you'll see that maybe those people would have been better off not knowing (laughs) what you think Right. It's complicated. And I think those people lost track of their current lives. I think they got absorbed in like in that past life and verifying it. And in, you know, and, and then you lose track of what you're actually here to do. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's the stories that we're going to tell you are both of people who had active memories of their past lives as very young children. So that's, it's a bit of a childhood robbery. <laughs> Right. I mean, our look at how our brains are are processing a, a global pandemic, right? Like, there's a lot to process. There's trauma involved. Never mind, like managing the the thoughts and the actions and the the experiences of previous lifetimes as a baby. Yeah. I mean, no, too much. This life that we're in is hard enough. Enough. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So a couple of cool theories I wanted to tell you about and get your thoughts on, Jamie. The first one is that the idea that a birthmark that you have, any birthmarks, um, signify how you died or a major injury you had in your last life. What do you think about that? I'm sure. I'm certainly on board for that. I think <laughs> you, I think the universe works more in like um, – in 
clues and signs. And I think it's a lot easier to tap in and figure out your past lives through things like that, through learning about them, about learning different like healing modalities and different techniques. So I think it's a much more subtle way to learn about your past life through that than it just like slamming into your memory, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's sort of, it's much more how I believe, and I know you, you look at things this way too, where I think the universe is always giving you opportunities to take control and to be an active participant or, or take an active role in your own growth and your own yeah. healing. Right. So it's sort of like, Oh, here's a little birthmark to explore. Right. You know, like that, that seems way more in line with how I view the universe as working. Um, I don't have any birthmarks. Do you have any birthmarks, Jay? I do not. My children mm -hmm. do. My husband does, but I do not. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yep. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I have a little knowledge of some of my past lives, but I'm, I'm wondering if maybe in the last one we were both like drowned witches or something. So if I, I have to say <laughs> drowning and you don't have a scar from that. <laughs> I don't think that would show up. So, yeah. Uh, um, and then the other theory is that phobias, so not just fears, but actual phobias that you have um, are actually past life trauma that you didn't finish processing. I I think I love that one even more. What do you uh, think ding, of that? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. That's that, those have happened to me before. Like when I've hit certain milestones in my life, um, I've developed, not maybe not necessarily phobias, but issues with certain things, um, like issues with enclosed spaces, some claustrophobia issues. Um, and I think that ap after having spoken to you about it, Heather, I think that like we can draw the conclusion that that was something that happened in a past life that that milestone that I hit in this life triggered. A hundred percent. When you can't really trace the root of a fear, especially when it's a phobia, because phobia is like this interesting, like animal in of itself, right? Like it's, it's this like weird fear reaction that you have to something that a lot of times is illogical. Like for me, I totally have a phobia of spiders. It doesn't make sense. I could easily squash it. Right. I live in Massachusetts. There's not like a lot of real dangerous spiders right. around, but I have a weird panicky response to them. And I, I always think like, I must've been like murdered by a pack of spiders in a past life or something. Cause I don't, I don't understand where this comes from, but yeah, certainly things like enclosed spaces for me, I had, I could feel a phobia when I was with my family at a water park going down like an enclosed water slide. I was like, Oh, boy it was like flashing between other lives for me <laughs> like this right oh, there's something here and nothing like that happened to me in this life so I definitely think there's some some validity to that and something worth exploring for sure definitely all right I want to tell you about a few really um instrumental people or influential people in the in the study of past lives so I'm gonna start with Dr. Ian Stevenson and Dr. Jim Tucker. Okay. So they were psychiatrists at the University of Virginia. And Dr. Jim Tucker is the protege of Dr. Stevenson. Dr. Stevenson has passed away. If you are a person who is like me, where you enjoy going down YouTube rabbit holes, <laughs> he, Dr. Stevenson, um, Dr. Tucker too, but Dr. Stevenson has some really interesting videos. I will tell you though, just a little helpful hint. Up the speed, 
when he's speaking to like the one and a half because he is like the slowest speaker in the history of talking. <laughs> Super fascinating human. Right. Talks very slow. Okay. So they were psychiatrists at the University of Virginia and they, um, Dr. Jim Tucker is still working, but they, they dedicate their lives and their careers certainly to past lives and studying them. They are where we have the most um, information and research to really go on, at least when it comes to like modern times with this. Okay. Now, something I want to say is that um, in other cultures, like if you went to India, there probably wouldn't be as much information because past lives aren't like a phenomenon over there. They're just given. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. I think, um, I think like keeping that in mind when I'm telling you, like, we have so much research here. Um, it's, it's from a very like American point of view of like, we invented this, like you have to keep that in mind. (laughs) You have to keep that. We have to, we invented it and we must now document it all. A hundred percent. Okay. So they investigated over 2,500 stories of past lives. And so they have this very, um, skeptical point of view. They call it a skeptical spirit when they go into this. However, when you read or listen to them talk about it, it's very clear they completely believe in past lives. Right. Sometimes I think people feel like they have to say that skeptical part. Do you know what I mean, Jay? Like, yep. In order to like believe them, if they tell you they were really skeptical or they have that story, I don't know. I feel like they like that. Right. Like it validates it for them. Yeah. And and no judgment. Cause I would imagine, um, especially if you started in like the fifties, I mean, even starting now and you're like a well renowned psychiatrist and you're going to go into a field like past lives, like no judgment that you feel like you have to create the skeptic story first, but it's just kind of, I don't know. It's like tale as old as time. We got to be a skeptic first. Right. Like, right. If you can, if you've changed your mind about something, it validates it for some reason rather than just fully believing in something. Yeah, it's like a very uh, masculine energy, logical place, right. sort of apology for being a bit woohoo, in my opinion. Right. Having to provide proof. Yes, exactly. So they studied children, mm-hmm. only children, past life stuff. Um, and they would look at kids between two and three years old. Now, okay. before I tell you more about this, <laughs> we both have children. Right. Um, both of our, both of us have children who I think completely agree with believe in past lives, and some have, of them have told us about some of their past lives before. They Not have. weird families. Nope. nope. <laughs> but at two and three, I don't know about you, my kids were just asking for like a snack. They weren't telling me about their past lives then. No, not at all. Yeah. So I would say this, this like, that's weird in a good way, I think. Right. Like that, that stands out to me. Um, they, so I'm going to tell you what their criteria was for studying somebody, but what they did is they would declare cases solved or unsolved. And they were very careful not to say true or untrue, but basically what they were looking for, is there enough criteria for us to say, we believe that we can prove that this was a past life experience or is there not? So that's why they chose solved or unsolved. I feel like that's an important point to make. I agree. I think too often in our, our society, in our culture, we're like, it's right or it's wrong. <laughs> we're, we don't right. need to take that stance so dramatically. Everything doesn't have to be so polarized. 
Exactly. So um, they solved, they put in this solved category um, just over 50% of their cases. Again, kind of a high number, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So the criteria that they had for um, who they would study was kids between two and three years old. Um, They would make statements that sounded like, when I was big, I... So that was a sentence they would they would look for. Okay. Um, rejection of the mother. So for a kid to say, you aren't my mother, or I have a different mother, they would look for that specifically. Yikes. <laughs> that's that's going to be a rough day as a mom. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, reference to their house that they're living in being too big or too small. Um just the fact that they would have anything to compare it to would right. be with their red flags. Right. And then the other thing was sentences that were sounded like before I came to you, I, and they would, they would talk about that. Okay. Makes sense. So that's pretty strict criteria in my mind, especially for two and three year olds. Yeah. Absolutely. And they had over 2,500 that they investigated, which means that they had a lot more, but that's how many they, they went for. I think that's pretty amazing. So they were really looking to prove that these kids were remembering their past lives. Mm -hmm. So I have one other person to tell you about, um, and he was more looking for adults to remember their past lives to heal things in their present life. So I wanted to bring up both of those. Um, But before I do, I wanted to just add one more thing to to this. 70% of the time, in the kids that they were studying, um, the kids remembered an unnatural means to their death, meaning they didn't just die of old age or, or illness. There was something unnatural about their death. Interesting. They also found that the average interval between lives, this surprised me. What's your guess, Jamie? How, how much time do you think is between incarnations? I mean, a lot, I would think decades, right? That's what I would have thought. I would have been like 50 years or something. Yeah. The average they found was four and a half years between oh, lines. Yeah, that's, that's a quick rebound. That's how I feel. So I have a, I have my own theory about this, which I have no evidence to prove, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> Let's, hear it. Let's hear it. Because I think so many of these kids, like 70% are remembering their lives and they had an unnatural means to their death. I'm thinking that if you had a very traumatic, unnatural death, that maybe you come back faster. And because you came back so much faster, maybe as a kid, you remember the life more. What do you think? Right. I agree. I think that makes perfect sense. I don't think that's, it's probably not the way it normally works, but I think that all lines up to make a lot of sense. Okay. Well, that's my theory. So there you go. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the other thing, um, and um, we're going to talk a little bit more about this when we tell you the stories of, of, of some of the people uh, who have amazing past life experiences. But um, most of the parents of these kids are like, when their kids are telling them about their past life, they're shocked to their very core. <laughs> really? So my point to this is that people like you and I, when our kids talk about past lives, are like, wow, this is so cool. And we probably call each other. But we're not like, our belief systems aren't rocked. (laughs) Excellent point. That's a really good point. So we're not going to make a huge deal of it or seek out, um, you know, people in 
psychiatrists in, in the field, like we're just like, oh, cool. How can you use that information for your life? You know what I mean? So right. I do think it's worth saying that like a lot of the, the cases they're studying are in cultures that the idea of your kid kind of proving to you that they are, have reincarnated would really, it would rock your life. Right. Gotcha. That's a very good point to make. Okay. So the last person I want to tell you about real quick, um, is Dr. Brian Weiss. Okay. Uh, so I'm a fan of his. He has, he's like all up in the Hay House stuff. Yep. So I, I've like done a lot of his things. So he's a psychiatrist and a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. He also has a skeptic story, much like our, our friends, Dr. Stevenson and Dr. Tucker. Right. Um, so he was working in psychiatry and hypnotherapy. And um, in 1981, during a hypnotherapy session, his patient accidentally, and I just put that in quote fingers and nobody can see it, but you, Jamie, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the patient accidentally regressed into a past life. Uh, so by, you know, I don't believe many things are accidental like that, but so that happened in, um, the woman in her past life saw herself, um, drowning. Ooh. And guess what she was there to deal with? Like, guess what she came for hypnotherapy about? Oh no. What? Her phobia of water. No. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> no, right? So after she went through this life and, and Dr. Weiss sort of like led her through the process, <clears throat> even though he was thinking it was not really happening, um, she began to heal really quickly. And for like her phobia was gone. Of course so it she, was. Yeah. That's so he the was, whole point. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe there's something to this. Um, And then it really sealed the deal for him to believe in it. When during another session, she was in between lives. Okay. And while she was there, gave him basically a medium reading. Like she connected him with his father who had passed and his infant son who had passed and gave him like information that nobody would know. Like when he tells the story, he's like, there wasn't even an obituary about my dad. Like, there was no way she could know the wow. information she knew. Um, so good old Dr. Weiss then dedicated his life to past life regression therapy and how you can use it to heal fears and phobias and other traumas in your current life. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And I think that sometimes spirit, like we said, like spirit is very subtle a lot of times, but when you have that much of an intuitive impact, past life regressions plus a medium reading and one theoretically like traditional therapy session. I mean, it's hard to ignore that. (laughs) It was obviously like something that he needed to witness so that he could get on this path. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think it's a lot of people that I know who do hypnotherapy work at some point stumble into the arena of also doing past life regression as right. part of it. Because I think when you start going into people's subconsciouses, right. <laughs> there's, there's a wealth of information there that wants to, you know, your intuition wants you to heal. So it's gonna, it's gonna sort of bring that stuff up. Well, it's much like at anything in life. Like you can, you can direct things as much as you want and keep them as normal quote unquote as you want, but eventually you're going to get where you need to be as far as healing and intuitive stuff and all that, all that stuff you might be trying 
really hard to ignore. It's going to it's going to keep getting your attention. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I totally agree with that. All right, so that's that's all my fun facts that I have for you about sort of the foundation of past lives and reincarnation. I love them all. Those are a lot of facts, and they were incredible. I mean, really, really fun. It's nice to have an outlet for my incessant need to research things. So that's right. fair. Thank you for thank you for letting me tell you all of this. Stuff. Well, it's perfect, and now hopefully people can learn from that. I mean, that information's out there, but it's hard to even know where to start looking for that. So we will take your obsession and learn from it. <laughs> thank you. All right. So um, in our next episode. Jamie and I are going to tell you how you can use past life um, information, therapy, regression, meditation, digging in, how you can use that in your life. Um, and Jamie and I have two past life meditations that we're going to do. Mm -hmm. One of them, both of them kind of are regressions. So, and we're going to share our experiences with you about those. And then we're also going to link those so that, you know, you guys can go and listen and do that and hopefully share your experience with us too. So that's what's coming at you next time. Um, so thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. for listening to me, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for chatting. Super fun. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. You got anything else you want to add, friend? No, absolutely not. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.